today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. COVID-19 vaccinations, uh, as we know in Ontario, expected to return to full operations today after being scaled down over the holidays. Now, the province says there were five vaccination clinics open on Sunday. Ten were back online yesterday. It says all 17 are going to resume inoculations today. But critics, and rightfully so, have taken issue with the pause in vaccinations over the holidays, saying that the province just can't afford to delay immunizations, not at this point in time. The Ontario Ministry of Health argued that was requested by various hospitals due to staffing issues. But hold on a minute here. Because Doris Greenspun of the Registered Nurses Association of Ontario said that, quote, the virus doesn't take a weekend, doesn't take time to sleep at night, and it certainly doesn't take Boxing Day or the holidays off. And many physicians, we're seeing this on Twitter, have come out saying that they were willing and able to work through the holidays to administer these shots, including one ER doctor who tweeted, quote, our vaccine clinic is extremely well run and we have many physicians and staff working 24-7 organizing this. Any policy failure is that of the Ministry of Health and Premier Doug Ford. They forced us to close from December 25 to 27. We were ready and willing to work. So last night, the head of Ontario's vaccine task force, retired General Rick Hillier, admitted that, yeah, they got it wrong. We got it wrong. Uh, we did it with honorable intentions. We felt that the folks that are working in the long-term care homes who have reduced their staff somewhat during this sort of traditional holiday season to maybe give a, a little bit more of a break to some of the people who've been laboring so hard over the last 10 months in such terrible conditions and under such terrible tragedy uh, to look after the people that they love and look after so well and, and that it would be wrong to be trying to call them out into vaccination centers during those two days and, and therefore we shouldn't do made that decision I take responsibility for that, and clearly we got it wrong. We've been slammed. We've been spanked. Uh, we'll pick up our game. We'll get on from here. should mention, this is not just an Ontario thing. Nationally, less than one-fifth of one percent of the population, about 56,000 people, have been vaccinated. That's according to data from Oxford University's online tool, Our World in Data, and that's far below other countries like the U.S., the U.K., Bahrain, and Israel. So what gives? Joining us now is Dr. Armit Arya, palliative care physician specializing in long-term care. Dr. Arya, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning, Rick. The Office of the Ontario Health Minister, Christine Elliott, telling Global News that the province is now changing its vaccine policy and will no longer reserve the second doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, but getting all of the initial 90,000 uh, shots out the door and expect to finish them in the next several days. Uh, that a report from Global's Abigail Beeman, who says that the change is due to confidence in the supply chain. How big of a development is this? Well, I'm very thankful that they finally recognized their mistake and they acknowledged it. But I mean, of course, as you mentioned, I mean, we're in the big, you know, in the middle of the biggest public health emergency in our lives. I mean, frontline health workers like myself, to be very honest, are so worried. I mean, we're lying awake at night worrying about people getting infected from COVID-19. And specifically when we talk about long term care. I mean, we're seeing such devastation in, in these long-term care homes, even at this point during the second wave. I mean, we're seeing these exploding outbreaks that are occurring from border to border across the province. So why would we even think about delaying something that would prevent future deaths and suffering? 
On more than one occasion now, we've heard from Premier Doug Ford calling this vaccine a game changer, yet less than a third of the vaccination clinics across Ontario, 5 of 17, were operating over the Christmas holidays. Provincial health officials, as I mentioned, said that staffing challenges over the holidays were to blame for less than 500 shots being given out. Um, That uh, was, I believe, on Christmas Eve. Quebec administered 6,000 vaccinations last Thursday. You sent out a tweet yesterday, and I quote, the Ontario government saying they paused COVID-19 vaccinations over the holidays due to understaffing and long-term care raises an obvious question. Why are these facilities still understaffed in the first place 10 months into this deadly pandemic? So what gives? Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely flawed logic. It just doesn't make any sense to anyone. I mean, we've had months to look at the staffing crisis in long-term care. I mean, just as a comparison, because we're talking about Quebec's um, rollout of the vaccine, when we're talking about staffing in long-term care, Quebec, in uh, at the start of June, hired 10,000 PSWs called orderlies in that province. They trained them, they hired them, and they paid them a decent living wage. And in comparison, our province's response was so late. It was so negligent in terms of, you know, uh, protecting these residents. And this is why we're hearing of these heartbreaking stories of abandonment and neglect, where people are not getting enough food and water. It all comes down to staffing, Rick. I mean, you can't do anything without staffing in long-term care, whether it's infection control, sort of getting people vaccinated, providing them basic care, food and water, monitoring them for a deadly virus like COVID-19. It all comes down to staffing. So it just doesn't make any sense. So how is Quebec able to do what they did and Ontario isn't? Does it come down to leadership? Does it come down to a plan? Does it come down to to people not wanting to be PSWs? What is it? So I think it's a combination of issues. I mean, one thing I wanted to point out is that Quebec is taking the vaccine to the long-term care facilities themselves, right? This is the Pfizer vaccine, which, uh, a reminder to our listeners, uh, has to be stored at uh, minus 70 degrees Celsius. But, um, you know, the packaging actually says that for five days prior to vaccination, you can store it at two to eight degrees. So, I mean, why did we not have refrigerated trucks rolling out to these long-term care homes with, a, you know, a team of like nurses, uh, family physicians, nurse practitioners, pharmacists, paramedics? I mean, we have a huge list of people that would gladly volunteer at this time uh, and, you know, sort of roll these vaccines out 24-7 to save lives. Our guest is Dr. Armit Arya, palliative care physician specializing in long-term care, and we're talking about COVID-19 vaccinations here in Ontario. Expected to return to full operations today after being scaled down mightily over the holidays. Um, this is the same government, and I don't want to get too political, but it is you know politicians that are making these decisions in conjunction with you know the, the health table or the COVID-19 health table. But this is the same government that delayed a province-wide lockdown until after Christmas so everyone could get their shopping done. Just before the holidays, Premier Ford said, quote, I'm not here to play politics. I'm here to save lives. Well, if that's the case, he's failing miserably. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And we only have to look at what's happening in long-term care facilities, um, you know, 10 months into the pandemic to really see the extent of the failure of leadership, the lack of decisive action, when, I mean, we really desperately needed this to all happen months and months ago. I mean, we have, a, we, as I mentioned, we have a critical staffing shortage. And, you know, the failure to lockdown was something that was absurd to many people because if we just think about exponential growth of the virus, Rick, exponential growth means if we lock down later, I mean, we're going to have to lock down for longer. 
And we're literally sacrificing lives. We're choosing to sacrifice lives uh, in the interim when we don't, um, you know, initiate these critical public health measures as early as possible. The newly approved Moderna vaccine is scheduled to be administered this week to those in Ontario's hard-hit long-term care homes. What challenges lie ahead with uh, administering this vaccine? Yeah, so there's several challenges. I mean, I think that they need to sort of change the rollout, not just to seven days a week, but actually to 24-7. I mean, once again, it's about uh, getting as many vaccines in people's arms as soon as possible. But it's also because frontline health workers, I mean, we work shifts, right? People work night shifts and evening shifts. So just simply having a nine to five vaccination clinic doesn't cut it. Um, the other thing is, for, with, with respect to frontline health workers, these are people that don't have decent living wages or paid sick leave, even at this point during the pandemic. I mean, we've called them heroes, but actually, sadly, many of them are in food bank lineups or they're, you know, struggling to pay their rent. So it's unfair now to ask them to now leave their job and volunteer time to come to a hospital to get their vaccine. If we take it to them, there's going to be more uptake. And if they have paid sick leave, they won't be scared of, of, you know, the side effects of the vaccine. Even if 10% of them have a slight fever or headache the next day, then they'll be okay with taking that because they're getting paid for sick leave. And the other critical thing in long-term care and across the healthcare system that we have to really plan for and think about, and I haven't heard anybody speak about this, is the actual side effects of the virus. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, the side effects of the vaccine, which I just mentioned, fever, headache, fatigue, which are minor and nothing to really worry about. But we may have to test people from COVID-19 to make sure that's not what it is when they get those side effects. So it may actually result in this, short, in, in, in this shortage and this exacerbation of the staffing crisis in long-term care when these health workers have to isolate and wait for test results. Hmm. Very interesting. Our guest is Dr. Amit Arya, palliative care physician specializing in long-term care. Rick Samprin in for Bill Kelly here on The Bill Kelly Show on AM 980 CFPL in London and 900 CHML here in Hamilton. Uh, the delivery of the Moderna vaccine comes as a the protest was held Sunday, and I think there's another one out uh, today outside mm-hmm. a long-term care facility in Scarborough. You've probably heard about it, the Tender yep. uh, tender Care Living Center. 43 residents at last count have died. Uh, more than 100 others are infected. 69 staff have tested positive. They're in isolation. Uh, families of the residents inside this home are asking for more staff to be brought in. Uh, does that solve the problem? It's got to be just, uh, I know you've mentioned more staff is needed, but it's got to be a little bit more than that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, we have to ask ourselves as a society at this point as to how this is even possible, uh, you know, in a wealthy country like Canada. I mean, how can it be when we're speaking about tender care specifically and many other long-term care homes that, you know, we're having vulnerable seniors going without food and water, without basic medical care and monitoring? I mean, this is absolutely abhorrent. And this is an emergency. I mean, we need all hands on deck in these sort of homes. We need to think of it like, you know, a plane crash, right? If we had a plane crash, we would not hesitate. We would send paramedics. We would we would pull out all of the stops, Rick. So that's absolutely what's needed here. I mean, if it takes the military, it takes the Red Cross, that needs to happen. And especially with the deadly virus where people can, you know, die in hours from COVID-19. I mean, every minute and every second literally counts. We're going to be talking about the new variants coming up after uh, 9.30. Does the new variant or the new strain of COVID-19 change anything in terms of how we should be living our lives right now? Yeah, so I don't think that we have a lot of information about the new variant. And of course, I mean, I'm not an expert in this, uh, to be honest, Rick. I mean, there's many uh, doctors who specialize in epidemiology or infectious diseases who, um, you know, can 
you know, can give, uh, you know, more accurate information, but just to, you know, provide some general information. I mean, it doesn't change many of these problems that we've known about for a long time. This is not a new virus at this point during the pandemic. I mean, we're, we're now into a second wave. We knew that it was seasonal and we, we knew that there was going to be this big up, uh, you know, uptick in community cases and a big risk that long-term care facilities would be affected. So it all comes back to the basics. I mean, we need the, we need the staffing crisis to be solved. We need to do everything we can to hire trained staff and get them into the homes. We need to do everything we can to make sure there's oversight in these homes, to make sure that infection control protocols are being followed. And as we've mentioned, we need to get the vaccine rolling out as soon as possible to save lives. Well said, and I agree. And Dr. Amit Arya, I really appreciate the time today. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Dr. Amit Arya is a palliative care physician specializing in long-term care. Joining us here on The Bill Kelly Show. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.